Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I am live in a pseudo studio here at the church building today. I'm here with Andy. You doing good, man? Yeah, doing well. It's almost June, which is Christian Family Month. That's right. Pride and <laughs> Christian Family. Yeah, that's right. We're wanting to talk through a few things as you consider what's going on in this next month. Pastors listening in are always needing wisdom and counsel on how to deal with things like Pride Month, this kind of thing that goes on the last few years. I think it's really, the I think maybe 10 years ago, the first time I ever remember hearing about so-called Pride Month and the craziness that is the month of June in almost every, I mean, I go to my bank and there's a trans flag in June oh, and nice. I go to a different branch. Instead of going to Carbondale, I go to over in Carterville. They don't yeah. do that in Carterville. So it's <laughs> like, man, I got to avoid our bank. I don't plan Peoria, huh? Yeah, exactly. I won't plan Peoria kind of thing. But we're going to pray and ask for the Lord's help. So for pastors listening in, we pray this equips you and helps you. And then for everybody else, I know that you're going to be dealing with things like uh, family members. You're going to be having conversations with people and you're going to see things on social media, people that you thought would be standing for the truth on social media that will be putting things up that you thought you'd never see from them during this month. And we're going to hopefully in this conversation, give you some wisdom on how to navigate that kind of thing. Really is not complicated and it shouldn't be complicated when we have these discussions. The Bible is really clear. We want to make things concise and clear to the point and biblical. And we think we can do that. So we're going to ask for the Lord's help and trust that he's going to give it. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. I pray again for blessing upon this this uh, time of recording, and I pray that it would be equipping to those that are listening and uh, help Andy and I as we're working through this, and I just trust you're going to, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. June is really Romans 1 on display for everybody to see. And uh, when we read Romans chapter 1, let me go ahead and turn there and just read it, because the conversation when it comes to this month it seems to be complicated in ways I think are completely unnecessary. And too many Christian brothers and sisters have been really, I think, pulled into making this a month to listen when we shouldn't be listening. I think mm-hmm. we, li- we listen to all the wrong people instead of listening to God. And God has clearly spoken on this particular issue on all sorts of sexual sins. He's not been silent. But this, along with kind of the BLM stuff three years ago, it feels like there's almost like the secret inside Gnostic aspect to it, where you, you have the secret wisdom or knowledge that this in crowd has, and something seems to be off when you're trying to have this conversation that maybe I'm just missing something. And for, I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians, this kind of conversation is kind of like that, where it's like, what am I missing here? And what I want to encourage you with today is that you're not missing any anything when it comes to this discussion, because what your instincts are telling you are true when it comes to God's word, that God's word is clearly spoken about sexual sin and the sin of homosexuality, LGBT plus whatever the the alphabet mafia. Yeah, the alphabet <laughs> mafia. Whatever they're going to hammer over our heads with over the next month, it's not difficult to, to see through all of that. It is Romans 1 on display. Let me just go ahead and read it. Though they know God's righteous decree, those who practice such things deserve to die. They not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. Sexual deviants deserve to die. This is even in <laughs> chapter 1 of Romans. Sexual rebellion is clearly repudiated in the Bible. And we should repudiate all forms of sexual rebellion. And we should do this in love, telling them in love what God has to say, and then calling them to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. 
The month of June is when people walking in sin are prideful about their sin, and then they give approval to those who practice these sins and encourage others to do the same. In fact, actually like calling down to young children and saying, you should also be walking in this sort of sin. This is the month to come out kind of thing. And honestly, man, I'm seriously just tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I think more and more people are sick and tired of it. But after hearing, okay, Romans 1, those first few comments, what are your general thoughts about what goes on? And uh, do you think the assessment is right? Like, is it really, to me, it seems like a really easy thing for us to approach. And it gets complicated by those who lean in, try to listen, and then try to give nuanced approaches to it. Yeah, certainly. When we when we see people, soft-hearted people, wanting to reach out and evangelize to people and wanting to wanting to be a listening ear, there is an approach that says, well, you need to sit down at the table with them. You need to suspend any apprehensions that you have, and you just need to be silent and listen to, mm-hmm. to empathize with that person. Same thing with the black-white conversation. Just exactly. Shut up. Same thing with men and women. If you're a man, you can't speak to abortion. Sit yeah. down, shut up, listen. Be silent, listen. Listen to what they have to say. You need to you need to climb down in the hole where they are and and, mm-hmm. and see the world the way that they see it. And only then can you try to reach them. Only then can you have a legitimate voice in that conversation because you have put yourself where they are. You've walked a mile, so to say, in their shoes. Yeah. But we're we're never called to do that in the scriptures. We're not. We're never called to say, all right, I have God's word, I have clear commands, I have mm-hmm. even the, the built-in nature that, that God has given me. When when I see that stuff, there's a natural um, revulsion in me that says, I, yeah. that, that is wrong, it's unnatural. Mm-hmm. But we are, we're told to suspend that and to, to, to climb down where they are and to, in, in a sense, to lose our footing. Yeah. Um, but we are... We are given the truth. God is God, the Creator of man and woman, has mm-hmm. given us His divine plan. He says uh, through His Scripture that a, a man uh, is to leave his father and mother to cleave, hold fast to his wife, mm-hmm. and that that is that's the definition of marriage. Well, wouldn't you say that Romans one also is? I mean, Romans one is clearly about June, where they're they're encouraging others to walk in pride over sin, but it's also Genesis chapter one or Genesis chapter three on repeat as well, where yeah. it's listening. You're going to listen to somebody, or either going to listen to God. And that when I say that the Christian's first instinct, natural instinct, who have a conscience, who have a new heart, is to know that God has spoken clearly on this, and then go with that to not be ashamed of what God has to say. But the encouragement during this month in particular is to listen literally to demonic lies. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened in the garden where it's, you know, did God really say, is God really clear on this? And you're looking in the, in the scriptures and you're thinking, I think Romans 1 is really clear that this is against nature itself, this particular sin of homosexuality and then all the deviant forms that come from that of all sexual rebellion. The Bible seems to be really clear on this. And the reason it seems to be clear is because it really is. And the devil comes along. In the same way, the command to Adam, and as it was told to Eve, was really clear. You can't eat everything. You can't eat this one tree. There's no ambiguity there about it. And the devil takes what is clear and brings questions to Eve. And the exact same thing is here for us today, where, you know, Christians with that, you know, empathetic sentiment of wanting to, I mean, really, we love people. Christians love people, right? I mean, we want people to know Jesus. And we want people to know Jesus in all forms of sin. It, it, it in some way, you kind of get why people would lean in and say, "Okay, now tell me what you're experiencing," because it's okay. I, this impulse, I do want people to know Jesus. I mean, yeah. that's also another impulse of Christians. Certainly. But 
it is the tactic of the enemy. I mean, it's the lies of the devil on display and celebrated throughout the world. You know, it's it's the devil himself that whispers to us and and in, in this month screams to us that pride is a virtue. You know, pride is not <laughs> and humility is a virtue. Pride is is not a virtue. It's it's a it's a root sin. Uh, but for some reason, the devil masquerading himself as an angel of light has convinced wide swaths of Christians, even you know, even as I just prayed, even some conservative folks who have bought the lie over the last few years that maybe we should be listening, maybe we are wrong on this particular issue, maybe it's not as clear as the scriptures make it out to be, and they just listen literally to the lies of the devil. Yeah. At that point, you you lose what you're what you're calling them to, what mm-hmm. you should be calling them to. Your desire to reach them with the gospel is mm-hmm. it's for them to repent of their sins and to mm-hmm. trust in Christ. But if you if you jump over that wall of pointing out their sin or being able to speak clearly from the Bible without blushing what Jesus says about sin, then what are you winning them to? What are yeah. you what are you right. even trying to get them to do? If you you can't lose that that sure footing that we have on the scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. So in June, think about it this way. Let's just say there was a this was an adultery month where it was pride over adultery. <laughs> okay, or if it was pride over Teenage fornication. Let's let pride, but fornication, you know, the month, <laughs> that kind of thing. I think more Christians would think, okay, well, adultery is wrong. You know, that that's okay. We, we why, why in the world would we be celebrating that? Yeah, that is what's happening to a crazy and insane degree. And as this is, it seems like every June, it's like, you know, it's like an attractional church's next evangelism outreach event. It's always bigger, and it's uh-huh. always, you know, they try to be bigger from from one year to the next. And this, we've seen this from ads. We'll talk about Bud Light. We'll talk about here in just a minute. We'll ta- also talk about Target. But every year, it seems to build where the deviant nature of all this is more and more flamboyantly satanic, and it's out for everybody to see. I mean, we're literally trying to normalize mutilation of children. It's yeah. just trying to be normalized. Things are being said out loud that would not have been said two years ago or five years ago, especially not ten years ago. But like, would have been when we talk about openly. This, oh, there's no such thing as a slippery slope. Well, here we are. Mm-hmm. We have slid to the bottom of the slope and we're continuing to slide. Yeah. And that, that argument that everything is still a slippery slope is, is just we're, we're treated like we are sophomoric for, yeah. for making ob- observations about what's happening well, and noticing a trajectory. And it goes back, you know, when you think about marriage itself, marriage has a definition. When you allow secularists who are theo- they're, they're theocratic, they, they think they own definitions. They think they own the reality of what marriage is. So when you have statesmen or states ladies or any kind of you know lawmakers who are redefining persons, yeah, states persons <laughs> redefining things like marriage, then they have power over definitions, and then anything can be brought in. And for you know the the historic Christian capital that we had in this country up until Obergefell, we had this functional definition and then when that takes away from the biblical truth of marriage being between a man or woman like you've already said what we see how far we've come from that point and and that really was the tip of the iceberg of, of let's normalize that sort of sexual deviant behavior and then from there what does it matter if there's any other kind of you know sexual sin or rebellion that's that society is enjoying and and not only that taking pride in if there's pride here, why can't there be pride with these other forms? And I think everybody wanted a piece of the pride pie. And that's continued to develop until there's there's literally no bounds. And if you say, hey, wait a minute, I think this is wrong. 
And this month, I think we're going to see even more than last year for anybody who pushes back against Pride Month. They're going to be Christian. This is that, that Christian nationalism term that everybody wants to avoid. They're going to be called that. This is, you know, imposing your morals on everybody else, which is, you know, ironic because Pride Month literally is imposing sexual rebellion on everyone, demanding that we all, yeah. you know, participate. As, as Doug Wilson often says, all laws are imposed morality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and imposed by the end of a sword. And so it's not whether, but which. Yeah, exactly. And basically, Christians have for so long tried to stay neutral but our but our enemies in the culture those who are who are seeking to subvert us who are seeking to mutilate our children and to groom our children are they're not they're not playing by our rules they're not right. playing fair they're using every tool available to them to push a widespread acceptance mm-hmm. of their own mores their yeah. own right. morality and we need to we need to push back yeah and Here's the whole thing. Don't listen to those that are prideful about sin. Don't listen. Listen to God. God has spoken. The case is closed. We know what the truth is about all of this, really. And if you don't listen to God and you do lean in to listen, this is the error, I think, that we can walk in. In Proverbs chapter 26, verse 4 and 5 says this, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. If you engage in conversation with those who are demanding you listen, to lies, to the whole tactic of the devil, like, did God really say, then you end up becoming like him yourself. And have, I mean, this is literally what we've seen over the last five years with deconstruction and all of this, of, of people changing their position on sexual ethics. It's because they listen and they walk in foolishness with those who are arguing foolish things. Verse 5 tells us the proper way, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Our responsibility in engaging conversations like this is, okay, I'm, I'm going to listen to God declare what God has to say, because that's the loving thing. What God has to say is the loving thing. And in the same way somebody is walking in adultery, I, I'm not to listen to them, and, and maybe just uh, maybe they're right in this. Or you know, What we are to do is lovingly say, brother, you are wrong in this. You're rebelling against God. Sister, you are wrong in this. You're rebelling against God. There's hope in Christ. And you call them to life, to freedom, to repentance, to joy, which is walking in the ways of the Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. And we know about obeying the commandments of God, that's where the joy is found there. This is, I mean, at the right hand of God and fellowship with him is where joy and pleasure is found. And there is no hope walking in, I mean, people are, the argument, this is one of the crazy things about this whole trans argument thing is that you're, we're going to keep people from suicide or killing themselves if they are allowed to transition and their body can meet their mind. It's some sort of, you know, altruistic where we're really loving people if we let them do this because we're trying to save them from themselves yeah. sort of thing. And the reality is, it's the truth that sets us free. And that's what we're wanting for people is freedom, not bondage. And there's willful bondage, but there's hope in Christ. And so when we listen to God rather than listening to people about this particular issue, we're actually helping them. We're loving them. And that's what we want. We don't want to be, to be cruel and mean is actually to do what verse verse 4 says. It's answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be, why, what, lest you be like him. If you engage in the conversation of fools, you become a fool. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Speak the truth. I mean, that, that's a loving thing. Yeah. The, for a person to change their mind doesn't require surgery. But we're, yeah. we're, telling, we're telling people, no, no, your, your mind is sacrosanct. What, what you think you are, you are. And so we're going to change the body to, to meet the mind mm-hmm. rather than change the mind to fit the body that God has given you. Yeah. And that... That is viewed as conversion therapy. It's, it's viewed as this idea that 
um, it is violating who that person is when that minds change all the time mm-hmm. and and the power of God through the Holy Spirit can change anybody mm-hmm. and so is it is it loving to allow someone to to be deceived enough to where they mutilate their God-given body where they right, right. Um, are trying to fight with all of their power against the reality mm-hmm. of their situation and at the end they're, they're not even fooling themselves yeah Right. So it's it, this is not loving to be silent in, no. in, in the face of this. It, it, we need to be able to answer the fool according to his folly. We need to yeah. be able to speak with the wisdom of God, which appears as foolishness to men, mm-hmm. but is the, the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Yeah, that's good. So there's a lot of outrage. There is outrage. There's been more public pushback, I think, in society. It's becoming more acceptable to push back against this agenda. Like people are getting fed up, they're getting tired of it. In fact, th- during this hockey season, there was a couple players that said, I'm not putting on the Pride jersey. Yeah. And there's a couple teams that actually canceled Pride night because people are starting to realize, even non-Christians, wait a minute, there's something weird and uh, maniacal about this. Like This is nefarious, there is a, an agenda, there is, a, there is a plan. And this is being imposed upon our children from the schools to, to media to everything. I mean, this is diver- diversity, equity, inclusion, all this is just being Literally, we're getting at this mallet that's just coming down on us over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. People are getting fed up. Holy anger, righteous anger is good. That's a good thing. Unrighteous anger is not. So those two things are, are you know, clear distinction. Unrighteous anger, bad. Righteous anger, good. We are called to righteous anger over this sort of thing. Sure. And we're also called to the truth because, I mean, the, we see this with Target. There's a lot of people that have unrighteous anger and then righteous anger when it comes to Target. Yeah. There's a lot of people with the Bud Light thing that have unrighteous anger, and then righteous anger. So the way Kid Rock is going to approach Bud Light with this Dylan Mulvaney thing is going to be a little bit different. And it's, it's comical, you know, seeing him shoot up, you know, taking his AR and shooting up, you know, cases of Bud Light. They're actually like trying to give away Bud Light now. It's like buy a case, get a case free. Because yeah. <laughs> nobody's buying it. There's part of that that is noble and good where there's this public backlash. We should have public backlash against open public rebellion. That's, that's a good thing. But better than that, is not just a common grace backlash against rebellion, is righteous anger, which is you know saying, I'm not going to give money to Target. I'm not going to give money to Bud Light. I'm not going to give money to those organizations. But I'm also to the people in my life. Like there's, It's like, okay, you're, you're a gay man or a woman. You're dealing with this trans ideology that you're dealing with as a teen, and you don't know if you're a boy or a girl and this kind of thing. Okay, big whoop. Repent of your sins and trust in Jesus. There's hope here. Deny yourself, your personhood. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. There really is hope here that we have to offer where we can say to those that are walking in sin, just like anybody else, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. If you will reject that and turn to Christ, there really is hope for you, just like there's hope for anybody, the murderer, the thief, whoever it may be. But walk out of this pride over your sin. My gosh, see how disgusting that is. That you're prideful about your sin. There's hope here. So what we want is not just a general unrighteous anger or a general anger or frustration. As as believers, we should be righteously indignant over June and what people are trying to do with June. And then we should have these alternatives. Okay, what we're going to do is I'm going to be open, more open, about my faith in Christ Jesus and the truth than the sexual rebellious are about and what they're doing they're proselytizing in June I'm going to be more proselytizing about the truth because that's where the hope is that's where the power is the power isn't in what they're doing to us the power is in what we are 
doing through proclaiming the truth and standing against evil. And uh, we, we have the power. And the problem has been over the last you know several decades with Christians, we have hidden, we have literally hidden the truth in the closet, yeah. scared of those who are coming out of the closet. And I think that's really unfortunate. So, I mean, for us, listen to God, proclaim the truth, be bold about the truth, and uh, don't listen to those who are proclaiming lies. And uh, but there, I, so like, okay, what do we do then about things like Target? What do we do think about you know Bud Light? Um, I think first, uh, just this is at a heart level, we need to not be vengeful in our in our heart towards those who malign us. Right. And this is from First Peter uh, chapter four. He says, "For the time is past that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do." living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery and they malign you, but they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel is preached even to those who are dead, that though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. We need to understand that we are going to be maligned for mm-hmm espousing God's view, for speaking in accordance with reality. We are going to be maligned, and we are not to go out and avenge ourselves. We're not supposed yeah, to right. go out and avenge ourselves on, on people and, and literally physically, violently beat people that speak ill of us mm-hmm. or just or even live in such a way where we're just constantly insulting people. Right. We're supposed to understand that, that God is the one who they will answer to mm-hmm. for this, and our hope is that they will be converted in that, yeah. um, and that... Jesus will have, have paid for their sin. Yeah. But regardless, we are to not live as they live, not give approval to the way that they live. And that, as this text says, surprises them. Mm-hmm. And then out yeah. of that surprise that somebody is not following them to hell, yeah. then, they, then they malign us. But that's just that's a natural response. Well, the crazy thing is who's in, in the media's eyes is painted as evil in the month of June. It's those who won't get on board yeah. with the agenda. And the... If you just weigh this in the balances here, Christians and those that are opposing this are f- opposing this at cost to ourselves and our reputation because we love people. Yeah, We want people to come out of that lifestyle and we want them to experience life in Christ. We want them to be welcome to the table. We want them to experience joy in this world. We don't want them... It, it, so this righteous anger that comes up is this rate. It, it is... We should have righteous anger. I mean, there should be things that make us angry. And June doesn't make you angry. There is something wrong. Like it should, there should be this righteous anger. But it should not lead to vengeance. Yeah. The vengeance belongs to the Lord. But this righteous anger should be directed towards towards people to say, we are we are not going to budge on this. Mm-hmm. And what you are doing is wrong. And the weird, the weird thing is, again, we just look at the scales here, is that... June, it's, it's what is painted as virtuous and what is painted as evil. This is literally the inversion that we're, we see with the, the emperor or with those servants of God that are in authority where they don't know right from wrong, good or evil. Mm-hmm. Those that are established in the civil government are to punish evil and reward the good. And what we're seeing right now is that complete inversion. And this is exactly on display where companies are rewarded. I mean, that's why Target and Bud Light and why Ford or any other company is doing what they're doing, North Face, is because they're incentivized by these quotas and even quotas with media and advertising that if you put a person on the spectrum, the, the sexual spectrum, whatever whatever it is, on public display, that you get rewarded for that yeah. from dollars to funding to whatever it may be. 
this is an inversion of righteous and good where you reward evil and punish the good. Yeah. And that is happening right now. And the church's responsibility to civic leaders and to, servant lead, to, to the servants in the public square is to declare to them that this, this is the public conscience. This is not right. This is a violation of your God-assigned role and responsibility. And if, for instance, the bank does the same thing they did last year, I'm going to tell them what I told them last year. Will you please take that sticker down? This is offensive to God and to me. If the LGBT people are always telling us and evangelizing to us about what they're offended by, mm -hmm. how much more should our voice be made known to say, hey, listen, this isn't just, this is offensive to God. And go to your company, that go to the company, go to your bank, go whoever, and let them know, hey, listen, this is not okay. And that is within our responsibility. And that is not just being an annoying public citizen or anything like that. When something is offensive to God and it offends you because it offends God, I hope that you're the kind of Christian that gets offended when God's name gets dragged through the mud publicly. It should rise up something inside of you. This righteous, this is a, a John 2 moment. This is a Jesus cleansing the temple moment where there are certain things that should get you fired up angry and when people are prideful over the harm of children and when they're prideful over sexual rebellion there should be something inside of us that rises up the right outlet for that is not vengeance but it is proclamation of that which can set people free yeah. it is doing that and making it awkward around the dinner table or over a phone call with somebody in your life that is rebelling against god in this particular way and wanting you to be prideful about it and be on their team this month. And you call them and say, I'm on Jesus' team. And I want you to be on Jesus' team too. It means having awkward conversations because you love them enough. Affirmation is the way of the devil. Yeah. Really is. I mean, that's what Target, this whole like firm in Great Britain that they, par they partnered with, they, they're literally saying Satan will affirm you. Yeah. I mean, this is what Satan does. He affirms people to hell. And Christians do not affirm. Jesus doesn't affirm sin. He forgives sin. And that's the offense. If Jesus forgives sin... What's presupposed there is it requires you to admit that you have sinned against him. And that's what the public can't tolerate at this moment, is that we have actually sinned, that we're actually sinners. I think it's our, our responsibility as Christians, from everybody that's listening to this, in your home outward, to train your people in your home to know when God has spoken, when your children know, if God has spoken, that's the rule of law here. And that's the rule of law, not just here, but it's the rule of law out there as well. Mm -hmm. And so when we see people violating God's law, we're grieved. And we want people to repent and to trust in Jesus. I mean, that's our heart. And if you listen in in the wrong way, the Proverbs 26, 4 way, when you try to do the Gospel Coalition approach, when you try to do the Evangelical Light approach of leaning in and just listening to the plight, the so-called plight, of those who have been so offended and so wronged, and as Tim Keller had said, in the 80s, Christians are saying that this is God's judgment on you, which it was God's judgment. AIDS is judgment. You reap what you sow. And... When you say, well, that just so offended not you know the, the non-Christian or those that are wanting to be Christian that are walking in rebellion and calling themselves gay Christians, that just offends them. Okay, th this is not me being offensive to them. This is God's word being offensive to them. And I'm okay with that. And you should be okay with that as well. Vengeance, no. But declaring what God has said, yes. Absolutely. So, And even just as a, as a strategy for lowering the the reach of, of their voices right now uh, they have control of media they have they have the loudest voices and yet they're still quite the minority in our mm -hmm. in our um, in our society and so we have to um, take all of our practical steps that we can to not give one more cent 
mm-hmm. to, to companies that make in their mission statement yeah. the destruction of the nuclear family to yeah. companies that loudly and proudly put push this transgender agenda for for people that for companies that want to um, celebrate this this uh, debauchery our money should not be going to no. them so we, we need to find alternatives like um, we, we're seeing this boycott of, of Bud Light this boycott of Target and it's working it's working it really is it, they're they are losing and they're losing big um, because people are just tired of it mm-hmm. they're tired of, of this garbage being shoved in our faces yeah and it wasn't even Pride Month yet I mean can yeah. you imagine right in yeah. the next couple of weeks the, we were driving down Main Street here in, in Carbondale the other day and they had, they had put up the American flags for Memorial Day mm-hmm. well in 2.5 seconds those can be replaced with trans pride flags yeah and right. This is Pride Month, and all the every single business on that main street, I bet, mm-hmm. will have a, a trans flag in the window, a pride yep. flag in the window, and that to them is the sort of dues they have to pay yeah. uh, to to operate in the society. If you if you own a business, don't give in. Yeah. Don't right. put up the tra- right. don't put up the trans flag. Don't live in the pod. Don't eat the mm-hmm. bugs. Don't put up the flag. Mm-hmm. You're putting up the colors of a false god. Yeah, and in the media space, for those who are listening in. Most of the hosting sites, most of the companies that you're giving money to, monthly, uh, you know, Squarespace, fill in the blank, wherever it may be, uh, BuzzFeed, wh- all these podcast hosting places, almost all of the media houses are owned by and propagating this garbage. Find Christian alternatives. That's why I love that all of my material, all this is at Honor God Network. Riley's doing a great job building this infrastructure. It's why. Andrew Torba is trying to do what he's doing with Gab, mm-hmm. is to get some own space on the technological side to where you're not giving money to companies like this. And every time you put a dollar towards some, somewhere, be thinking in your mind. I mean, we have freedom in Christ. There's, I mean, at this point, it's almost inescapable where your money's going to go. But when there's this, you know, there's, for goodness sake, they're tuck bathing suits at Target. Target will never get another dollar from us ever again, ever again, unless there is public repentance from their CEO and their whole company. They've come, they have to come to Jesus moment. And they say, you know what, we were totally wrong. We're, we're never doing this again. Uh, they, they're like trying to train children to be gay. Mm-hmm. Like just think about that for a moment. Like it is horrendous what's being done. So we can do better and this month do, do, I mean we you got a christian flag i've got a christian yep. flag you know we're going to yeah we're we're flying our pride flag this month which is yeah. just the regular old christian flag yeah and uh, <laughs> let who let those who boast boast in the lord i just read that this morning let those who boast boast in the lord that's the end of uh, let's see first corinthians chapter 1 i believe our boast is in the lord yeah not we sing a song about that mm-hmm. we we're, we're boasting in the lord so if we're going to be prideful about anything it's going to be about the glory of God. We're going to be prideful about seeing God honored and glorified. They're certainly not afraid to fly the colors of their false god. Why would we shudder to fly the colors of the, of the true god? Yeah. Even just even you know metaphorically, just where we're at. So one, don't give money to corporations that hate you and want your kids to be gay. Two, if if you are if you are in one of those uh, situations where they're saying you need to wear a rainbow apron. Or you need, Don't do you need it. to you need to put a, a rainbow sticker on your pen on your hat or whatever. Don't do it. Resist. Yeah. You you where you are at with the authority that you have, you need to not give in 
So, and then when people are offended, don't apologize. And don't apologize for what God says. Jesus said, if anyone's ashamed of me and my words in this wicked and adulterous generation, then will the Son of Man be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his angels. Boy, that, I'm telling you, that sets you free right there. That'll set you free. This month is when you'll see many, many people ashamed of what God has to say. It gets down to that. Like, are you ashamed or embarrassed? Will you shy away from what God has to say? And this month is a great month for you to, I mean, get a spine, get a backbone. Every Christian's called to have a backbone. You cannot be ashamed of God's word. What Andy just quoted, Christians don't have the liberty to be embarrassed or ashamed of what God has to say. So exactly. by the grace of God, step up this month and love people well. And one last thing. So we, we talked about strategy, what you can do as, as, a, as a local church member. Like I said, not giving money to those corporations that, that hates you, the, the Bud Light, Target, Starbucks, anyone like that that's pushing an agenda too. If, if this is being forced on you in some way, resist. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the authority that God has given you, resist. And then finally, you need to be teaching your kids and you need to be working with your family in mm-hmm. this, especially during this month. They are going to be seeing things, whether you you censor your, your TV, they're still going to be seeing these flags that are flying around. They're still going to be seeing... Um, men in the store dressed as women and vice versa, they're still going to be seeing things that you can't shelter them from. So you need to be preparing mm-hmm. to have that conversation with your kids and be able to, to teach them about people suppressing God's truth and unrighteousness, mm-hmm. rejecting the goodness of God's design, and that our, our posture towards them, again, shouldn't be one of vengeance, but should be one of, of confrontation because yeah. they need to be confronted with the truth. Right. And... We need to be preparing our families to be able to process this and to be able to stand in, in whatever way they can. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Let's finish with that. Every time there's a public display of sexual sin or every time there's a flag, they are being combative and they're trying to confront. They are confronting us. Yeah. So for us to be, uh, for us to confront is just to, to tell the truth, is just to say what the truth is. And, uh, and so... Thanks so much, guys, for listening. We want Christian morality imposed. We don't want secular immorality imposed. And it is being imposed. But by the grace of God, we can obey the Lord in this month and uh, and have fun. Make uh, make June Christian again. It's a Christian family month. How about that? That's right. That's right. Christ is king. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, thanks so much for listening, guys. And Andy, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show.